Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Nick Froelich. Nick Froelich is the founder and CEO of Saratasa. His passion for technology and the incredible enhancement it brings to our everyday lives is what inspired him to start Sartasa back in 2005. He recognized that many businesses are often afraid to adopt new technologies and sought to bridge the gap between innovation and business. Well, good afternoon, Nick. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Thanks, Nick. I appreciate it. Uh, traversing a couple different time zones here. I know you're in Southern California and I'm out here in Kansas City, but I always love to connect with people every day around the world, meeting some awesome people. And, you know, the highlight of our podcast here is mostly tech, but we do a ton of guests that are entrepreneurs and you happen to be in both there. So I appreciate you taking the time and sharing your story this evening. So Nick, we're going to jump right into the questions here. Going to talk a little bit about your career so we can learn a little bit more about you. Obviously, you're a serial entrepreneur, senior executive, and now the founder and CEO of Saratasa. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Yeah, I don't know if there's a much of a secret. It's pretty common sense. My parents are immigrants and they came in the mid-50s to Orange County and you know, as uh, not speaking much English, most immigrants, they started their own businesses using the talents that they learned. And, and I think that's just been part of our family. Uh, and that includes my uncles and everything. So when I graduated high school and I wanted to go to college, they asked me, well, why do you want to do that? You, <laughs> you should start going out and build yourself a career unless you're going to be a doctor or something. And um, I was just dabbling, doing some work, and they encouraged me to do it on my own. Don't work for anybody else. And that was completely non-tech, completely different industry. But that's where I kind of learned it, just kind of jumped in and, and did it. And so what inspires me really is the learning of it. I just learned so much. And it was just like always discovering, you know, there was no manual on how to start a business or what insurance was for or anything and just discovering those things. So I think what really inspires me is building systems that, that work. And, the, and obviously, the larger it gets, you got to really think about how things work. It, it's almost like you get input and something happens in that box or that business and you get an output. And the inputs come all different types of ways, whether they be different customers, different attitudes, different problems. And then, you know, you, you want that output to be consistent and meet the expectations of what, what you want it to happen. So I think that's what inspires me. It's, it's, it's that process. It's creating processes that work over and over again. I appreciate the share on that, Nick. Let's talk a little bit, like I mentioned before, we are a tech platform. And so let's get into the tech a little bit more here. So Saratasa has been ranked as a number one development firm in its niche. You're a full service mobile web, software, 3D and IoT technology solutions company, right? What makes you stand out from the rest of your competition? Well, that's that's a great question. I, I try to think about that a lot. And I would first, my first answer would say, I, I'm not sure if I necessarily stick out. I mean, there's so much demand for this stuff. And as long as a business is good at what they're doing, but obviously we are ranked one in, in many things and we're doing very well. So I, I guess I do stand out. And I think one of the big reasons why is really the genesis of why I started the technology company in 2005, because I'm not um, a developer. I like computers. So I'm, a, I'm an enthusiast. I did a real little bit of HTML, but really when I got my first Mac computer in 1984, I got the software that I could build a relational database, you know, the drag and drop kind and stuff, and it could help run my business. And I really enjoyed that goes back to my first answer. I like building things. So it really helped me grow that company just using the technology. 
And again, I didn't do this through programming. It's just, just like a, you know, a CRM off the shelf or something. You just configure it a little bit. What I learned, people started coming to me, other business people and saying, Hey, Nick, can you help me do that? I see what you're doing. And I learned something because I started going to developers and I, and I understood that the language of developers, now these are the programmers. These are really, you know, smart people. It's a different language. It's a different speak than a businessman, a businessman. And the languages didn't really go together. And I was somehow I was blessed with the ability to translate that. I could understand the needs of the businessman, what they were trying to do in their words. And I could communicate that to a developer and say, okay, this is what we're really trying to do. Can you build this for me? And that worked really well. So I would say that a lot of our competitors start up as developers because they're good at developing and they provide those services to the business world. I come from a different approach. Our entire approach is I want to help businesses utilize technology to make them either more efficient so they can scale, so they can uh, be more profitable or or more competitive or, or just meet the consumer demand with you know things like mobile apps and things like that. And so I think there's a difference there because that approach, the uh, non-developer approach coming from a business standpoint, a services business, it just happens to be technology. So I think that makes a big difference. Thank you, Nick, for sharing. And you're right. You know, at the end of the day, if you understand your customer, you understand their business, that is is key to being successful and finding the right solution for your customers. So thanks again for sharing that. And Nick, we're going to dive just a little bit deeper in, but maybe you can talk to this just a tad here. You're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies in your tech stack. Is there anything you might be able to share, even if it's high level with us today? Yeah. Yeah. And that's really what I like about this business. And I think everybody that works for the companies, because we get to play with new technologies. That's just fun. Right. And then we get to utilize those new technologies to help businesses do something with that to perform better or whatever. So when mobile came out, mobile apps, we we jumped on that bandwagon and that was an emerging technology. And we all know how mobiles use now mobile apps. They're for everything. What we're finding interesting right now is the growth of the VR, virtual reality, the underlying technology software has been there for a while, Unity or, or Unreal, and you've seen them in video games and stuff. But what's really changed is the affordability of the headsets now. They're no longer tethered. You could just wear them. They're getting smaller. They're more powerful. And they're great tools for training. That's where a lot of the demand is. The studies have shown that you know people learn better if they're immersed more instead of just reading or being lectured to. If you combine all of those things in a, in a 3D environment, it helps with training. And additionally, it makes it easier to train. You don't have to fly people to a location where there's a piece of equipment to show them how it operates. You can, they can just put on a headset and they can interact with it and they can learn. Even things where somebody's going to become an electrician have to climb the light pole. You know, some of that interviewing stuff is they have to put that up and climb up it with the VR set. So they see what, what they're getting into. It's the experiences. So it's really growing and businesses are taking it seriously. So that's outside of the gaming. This is a real business tool that I'm going to, that I believe is going to be big in training and experiences and even product demos so that you can play and fiddle around with something that typically hard to get your hands on. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate you sharing what you're all doing and, and the technology is that you're obviously expanding upon. There is obviously a great need with some of this stuff like uh, VR, as you mentioned, and it has gotten better. I, I've actually got to see kind of the different iterations just over the last three years, which is awesome. So thank you. And Nick, last question for this evening. Can you share something from your career experience? 
that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in either tech or entrepreneurship? So I think for the tech side, if somebody wants to get into tech, of course, there's the path of a developer. And and that's just based how good of a developer you can get. But I think getting a little bit of experience and then doing an internship, we do a lot of internships here. And, uh, you know, we hire some of those people if they can show that they're good. Or even in the project management side, if you don't happen to be a, a developer, project management doesn't require a lot of technical skills. It's, it's more organizational skills and you can interact with clients and help build things and interact with the developers. And you can start in very junior roles. I mean, you, you entry level and you can learn it very quickly. And from the entrepreneurial side of it, I would say... Don't overthink it. It bugs me when I see people printing business cards and stationery and worrying about the logo and all this stuff that they do before they've even earned a dime. My philosophy is, you know, if you're good at something, if it's a service businesses or something, you know, start, don't overthink it. Just kind of do it, dabble with it and and let it grow on its own. And you you can't force it, I don't think. If you're onto something, and you're good at it, it fuels itself. And um, and if not, you'll know pretty quickly. But trying those things, I say, just jump in. And if you're going to be good at it, you will be good at it and everything will follow. Thank you, Nick. Most appreciated. And you're right. Many of the guests on the show have uh, shared a similar message is you just got to get after it and not worry about making everything pretty or waiting for that perfect time. So again, appreciated the nuggets today. And Nick, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Well, I hope so. Thank you very much for having me. Bye for now. Bye.